Known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, this is The Good News Show. And good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to KTH 910 AM. It is the Good News Show, and it's a Monday. I love that we name Monday the Good News Show. It just sets positive vibes for the rest of the week, because we don't always want to go into Monday. But when it's good news, it's always uh, a good day. Uh, my name is Cecil Anderson, and I'm not your regular host for this program. I usually co-host and produce uh, it. But Dave Palmer, who's our executive director here, is on a very much-needed and well-deserved vacation this week with his family in Galveston. So please pray for a relaxing time for them and that they get back safely. Um, so it is all in my hands today. It is Monday, July 24th. So we're at the end of the month, which is crazy. Someone the other day told me that they were going back to school, a high school student, in a couple of weeks. My mind was blown. I can't believe that we're already there. I feel like it's starting earlier and earlier each year. Um, but uh, it is still very much summer. The sound of the cicadas, the cicada that invaded my garage the other day is also saying that it is still summer. Um, so Man, I started when you're. I'm scared of things. I like to research it, so I research a lot about cicadas. So I'm full of cicada facts now, but they're disturbing little things. But <laughs> anyhow, happy summer to you and happy Monday. We have a very packed show full of some great guests and some fantastic topics. I'm excited to, to talk about them. The second half of the show, it's the UD segment. It's the fourth fri- uh, Monday of the month, so we always have the University of Dallas has a segment on the Good News Show, and we're going to have Dr. Jody Hunt in. She's the new executive director of the new. Newhoff Institute for Ministry and Evangelization. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, if you're not familiar with it is, and also her role. She's been at, I believe, the school for a few years, but we're going to talk about her new role. And before that, we're going to talk about Project Joseph with the CPLC, have Reg Platt and uh, Clint Cook in studio, who are going to talk all about the upcoming Project Joseph retreat. That's a retreat for um, men to get the healing after an abortion as well. Um, but before all of that, the last month has been absolutely crazy for us here at 9 10 a.m and that's because we had our 15th annual summer speaker series last thursday evening and uh, there's a lot of build up for it and then it's kind of over and you're like whoa we got through it (laughs) it's very exciting and normally this is the monday that dave and i would have the whole recap and i realized when i got up this morning i don't have a dave to do a recap with it but fortunately for me one of my in-studio guests was also present, and that would be Reg Platt. So I told Reg I was going to drag him into the conversation so that it wasn't just me talking to a wall <laughs> about it. So Reg, first off, welcome into the studios. Is this your first time in our new, new studios? Yes, it is. This is uh, quite impressive, I must say. I know. it's. Uh, we have our official signage up and everything, so it feels like we're actually moved in now. Uh, Kent, our uh, engineer, installed a motion sensor doorbell because it's a pretty long hallway, and we're well at the other end of the hall with our offices. And so it's supposed to let us know when people arrive. I think about 30 minutes into him installing it, we've all agreed we're going to throw it in a bucket of water because it's already annoyed <laughs> us. So that's going to be a new thing. So we're working on a new uh, situ- uh, new uh, setup to find out when people have arrived. Um, but 
But anyhow, welcome to our studios. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, we, let's talk about the Summer Speaker Series. Uh, it was last Thursday. We had our uh, speaker from the Fathers of Mercy, Father Bill Casey. Uh, and we had a good turnout of folks there that night. You know, it's a Thursday night in the summer. And uh, I always am impressed with how many people and how far people drive to come to this event. Yeah. And there were no cicadas. There were no cicadas. <laughs> First and foremost, no cicadas. I've had a little bit of cicada trauma this week. So I'm a little over them. Yes, and it was air conditioned, and it was, you know, always the venue, Frontiers of Flight Museum, is a lot of fun with just the airplanes all around it. I know I brought my best friend, and she's really into aviation, so not to mention uh, she was getting a fantastic talk in an evening. Um, she also got to look at the airplane, so... Um, but some of the takeaways, maybe, do you have anything particularly from Father Bill Casey's talk? Um, I'm always a little bit of a head case that night. I'm running around, and so I have to like listen back to it and, and hear everything that he said. But uh, he he was on a roll, especially his second mini talk about the Eucharist, his little reflection. Yes, yes, that was that was inspirational. It's always good to hear a priest talking about the Eucharist, right. <laughs> and uh, you know because. He's right. It's it's Christ there with us, in physically present with us. And mm. God is everywhere. Yes, we understand that. And Jesus is with us whenever two or more are gathered in his name. But uh, there's something special about the Eucharist. And um, being able to spend time in adoration with Jesus there, it's like being face-to-face with him. And uh, it always uh, inspires me, refreshes me. And even sometimes, even when I fall asleep <laughs> um, he's there with me yes absolutely. yeah but uh, i understand uh, saint therese used to do that too so yes. I, I don't feel you're in good company yeah. i think yeah, i agree i agree yeah it was a really beautiful evening and uh father bill casey again just held everyone captive he actually we went a little long uh like a few minutes over and i was like well I, he's on a roll like we can't tell him to stop <laughs> at this point um but we had our transmitter of the faith award recipients um once again you overlooked me and susan oh uh, i'm sorry you're on the list. Don't worry. You're getting. To, <laughs> we're just working down the list. We're just you know teaching you a few more years of extra patience and humility. I can do that. Yeah, you think so? Yes. Um, I had the honor of introducing Steve and Cindy Porter. If you're familiar with Porter's Army Navy in Irving, uh, an awesome pawn shop and Army Navy surplus store. And they certainly deserved it. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I love Steve and Cindy, and they were so. I think they were they were very anxious and. A little nervous. They're like, "Oh, I don't think we deserve this. I don't know what we're going to say." And apparently, my introduction—I had done an extended, you know, interview with them to kind of get some facts to introduce them well. And uh, apparently, everything I said were a lot of the stories and notes that Steve was going to say in his thank you speech. <laughs> so when he got up there, he went, "Uh oh, <laughs> Cecil's already said everything I was going to say." Yeah, what what she said? Yeah, yeah, what she said. No, but he spoke from his heart, and it was very—they both did. And and Cindy cracked me up because the podium they were standing at the podium and, and Cindy's yeah, I think 410, 49 mm-hmm. and she's like I gotta come around you're not gonna see me <laughs> <laughs> well it was good to be able to see yeah, it it was awesome so it was such a it was such a beautiful start to our evening um, and then of course uh, we had several priests doing our different prayers we had uh, Father Kevin Colker 
newly ordained priest to our opening praise, mm-hmm. Father Duncasa, who is the uh, pastor at uh, Holy Family, which is Stephen Cindy's parish, did the closing prayer. We had Father James Yamuchi doing our ask. Uh, and so overall, just a really beautiful evening. Yeah, Father James and Father Duncasa used to be at my parish. Did they really? St. Michael in Garland, yeah. That's awesome. It was, a, it was wonderful. It's always wonderful to see them. Oh, yeah. It's, I, that's another great thing is that when we come together for these events, you get to see people that maybe you don't see that often. Mm-hmm. I mean, I talked to some ladies beforehand, and they had come from Wiley. Some people have come from Munster. People drive from far away to be able to uh, come to this event. So we really well, here GRN, at the station. <laughs> GRN has a wide reach. We, we do. And, and a big influence on people. So yeah. don't ever forget that. No, I'm, I'm trying. These events really, really help me <laughs> to remember that. <laughs> and so I'm so grateful for everyone who came that night. I'm sure in the coming weeks, Dave and I will talk about it. I'm trying to decide if, um, if I'm allowed to, because we announced it that night who the speaker for next year is going to be. We mm-hmm. try to do that if we're able to do a big reveal. And um, I'm like, Dave's not here, but I'm like, am I allowed to still announce it on the radio anyway? I'm going to call an audible and say I can. Because uh, it's like already people know, right? Yeah. Well, Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, so he'll, he'll never know. <laughs> if he's listening right now and text me, that'd be very funny. Um, but we Dave gave some hints before we threw up the, the, fly, um, the new graphic for next year. Um, someone who's very funny. Mm-hmm. Who is on the radio? Mm-hmm. And one last hint that frequent GRN listeners will get: he normally is on the radio while I'm speaking right now. Other days of the week when we air him, and you didn't tell me I was going to be the guest. Reg, oh my gosh, did we forget to ask I'm, you? Well, I'm talking right now. <laughs> Reg is like, I think it's me. No, no, it, it's it's not me. It's not. It is Doctor Ray Grandy. The doctor will be in. <laughs> So it should be a really, really fun uh, night next year. I'm very excited because, you know, Dr. Ray, just whenever he's speaking is entertaining, but he's also very insightful, very faithful. So I'm sure it's going to be a really beautiful night next year. Yes, absolutely. And I want to say I'm going to probably get the date wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's July 19th next year, Thursday, July 19th. I should know this. I made the graphic, but that was I've slept (laughs) since then. So (laughs) thankfully, Um, so that'll be an awesome event. So mark your calendars. Yes, it is uh, Thursday. July 19th, 2024, Dr. Ray Grendy for our 16th annual Summer Speaker Series event. Um, And I want to thank, of course, our committee that put a lot of work into fundraising for this event and setting everything up and making everything go so smoothly that night so that, you know, Dave can focus on talking to people and emceeing and a lot of people were doing stuff behind the scenes. So we're very, very grateful for all of them. Well, it's a one was a wonderful event and they've always been wonderful. They just keep getting better and better. So. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> we got, you know, I can't wait for um, Summer Speaker Series number 50, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll take a few years, I know, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Oh, well, there's that, that uh, virtue of patience yes, again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Reg, so much for coming on to talk a little bit about that for me so that I, it wasn't just me chatting by myself. Um, but I'm also super honored to be able to talk to you all about this very important um uh, conversation that needs to be had for upcoming Project Joseph retreat and uh, the dates for the ones in August, August 26th and 27th. Correct. Um, and those are the English ones. There's also some in Spanish in September. So I'm sure our Spanish station will help them promote that as well. Um, but first, I want to kind of bring into the conversation uh, Clint, who's been waiting very, very patiently while we've had this discussion. Uh, Clint Cook, um, who I think this is your second time joining us on the air. Is that right? Uh, is. Well, welcome. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today to get a chance to talk a little bit about Project Joseph and the blessing that it's been in uh, 
in my life and, and the lives of so many other men. Absolutely. And we were talking before the show, Clint and I, that we know that someone is going to be listening who needs to hear this. That's the power of Catholic radio and how the Holy Spirit works. Um, So uh, just as a brief introduction, Project Joseph is a life-changing opportunity for men who struggle with the emotional and spiritual pain of abortion. This retreat is a unique and effective process designed specifically to help men experience the mercy and compassion of God. So you hear a lot about Rachel's Vineyard for the women, but we have to have something for the men too, because abortion does not just affect uh, uh, women it affects men too and it's just in a different way um, so uh, thank you again to you both for coming here and Reg do you want to talk a little bit first about your role in the CPLC and kind of going into Project Joseph as well okay well my role at the Catholic pro-life community is as the uh, coordinator for Project Joseph in the healing after abortion ministry uh, I've been involved with uh, CPLC for, gosh, must be t- going on to 12 years now, but I've actually only been an employee for about mm, three now, I think. But I've been involved with Project Joseph since its inception in uh, two, uh, 2014. So this is going to be our, our 10th retreat coming wow. up, and I'm really, really excited about it. Um, it has started as a one-day one retreat. Uh, because we thought, oh, men aren't going to be able to get away for a whole weekend. But we changed that when uh, the feedback we got was almost universally, man, I wish this went on longer. Mm. So we uh, we went to it and devised it for an overnight retreat. And it, uh, it helps a lot. It helps uh, the men have a chance to meditate overnight about, you know, things that have been stirred up. Mm-hmm. Let's face it; they, 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 it does stir up things, but that's sure. that's part of what's what's the intention. Uh, how did you feel about it, Clint? Uh, with it being yeah, o- Clint, overnight? you attended one of them as well. Yeah, I sure did last August, and uh, you know it was amazing. It, abortion and, and the pain from that is not something that, uh, as a man, uh, you know, you want to look at. We we think as guys, we we go and hurt ourselves, and you know, we're just going to rub some dirt in it and get back to the game. And um, with abortion, that that doesn't cut it at all. Mm-hmm. So to have the time to be able to reflect, uh, which really for me was the first time in in thirty years mm-hmm. that I had really taken the time to to delve into to what happened and how I felt about it, and uh, you know what the Lord uh, wanted to do with that in my life was very very good. Mm-hmm. We talk about, you know, the numbers of, you know, abortions that are had every year. And since, you know, well, when Roe v. Wade was happening, um, we think about all the women that that's affected. But if you think about it, it's also, that's many men as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, 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 a medical imperative, mm-hmm. the physical imperative that a man be involved yes, in the pregnancy. Yes, it is. So it's, we're talking about for every woman, there's a man as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're just not talked about as much because sometimes it's seen as you know oh well it's the woman the woman's one carrying the child she's the one who ended up probably making but and i'm sure there are some cases where sometimes maybe the man the man doesn't know what happened but um how do you all feel that the how men it kind of plays out in their life if it's something that they knew about but they just don't put any attention on and the healing of it for years like how do they go through life like that and how what are some effects of having that weighing over them well in in my own example which is really the the one thing i can actually uh, speak to is that uh, i was in complete denial for years 
uh, it was 15 years before I was even able to admit that I had taken part in in an abortion, and that uh, we see when the abortion happened, it broke my heart, and I was that was the start of the wound. And but I wasn't able to talk about it because I was surrounded with people who were all in support of abortion. They thought it was a good thing, and uh, so mentally I thought so too. So I just stopped thinking about it. But my heart and my soul um, never stopped thinking about it. I was depressed. I was angry so easily. And um, just this overwhelming sense of grief that followed me everywhere. And it wasn't, again, like I said, 15 years before God gave me the grace to see what I'd done, which was kill my child. And that broke my heart again. But this time, God broke a heart of stone and put in its place one of flesh. And that was the start of my healing. And men, just they, they don't want to think about it. Because, you know, man's supposed to be strong. Like Clint said, rub some dirt on it and, and uh, get on with your life. But it won't let you get on with your life. It's a wound that will not heal by itself. Mm. And uh, men turn to things like uh, uh, meaningless sexual encounters, um, abuse of others and of themselves, uh, abuse of drugs, alcohol, um, dep- depression, anger, just all sorts of things that, uh, that we see in men so much around us. And, they, and most of them don't know why it's happening either. So we hope to reach out and uh, get in touch with those men. Let them know that they are not alone. Mm. Because what the devil wants is for us to feel alone. We're like that, uh, that one sheep out of the hundred that wanders off, and then the good shepherd goes looking for it because we matter as, as much as, that, that, as the other 99 sheep. But the devil wants that sheep separated so the wolves can get it. And that's not what God wants. No. Yeah, definitely. The devil tries to keep things in the darkness to make you feel very, very alone in it. Um, but I, so, Clint, I'm curious how you found out about Project Joseph and how you were, you know, kind of made that decision. Cause that's a big decision to something maybe that's been inside for a long time to decide to try to seek that healing. So can you kind of recap your story with whatever you're comfortable with? You bet. That's a fantastic question. You know, I, we, we're blessed to have this amazing men's group at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, the Sunrise Brotherhood. And Reg came to speak to us one morning. We, we meet, meet in the park in the summers, and uh, he came to speak to us. And he, he gave us the pamphlet, and, and he, he mentioned a couple of things. You know, for, for years, uh, my oldest is 12. I've been married for 16 years. And uh, for years, I've struggled with uh, alcoholism, and I struggled with uh, anger um, that – that quite frankly was unexplainable to me. I, mm. I just couldn't figure out why, why did I get so mad and why after so many experiences of having, uh, you know, drinking too much turn into a, a, a problem that was just an, an embarrassing mess for me and it made me feel ashamed. Why did I keep doing it? It made no sense. So the two things that stood out to me right away was, was the project job was just promised quite frankly, some, some astounding things, you know, are you, are you angry? You don't understand why? Well, 
Maybe this is it. Do you have a problem with alcohol? You don't understand why? Maybe this is it. And I had tried a lot of things, uh, 12-step programs, which I, I highly recommend. They're, they're fantastic. Uh, but, but still, I struggled. And so I, I, I said to myself, well, gosh, you know, maybe this could be the problem. And I knew uh, you know, from, from all of my years that the abortions in my past was something that I just didn't want to deal with. I figured it was in the past, and what can I do about that? But the truth of the matter is, while they were the pain, the thing that uh, you know drove me, it wasn't in the past. It was now, and my refusal to to really do anything about it. Yeah, I went to confession. Uh, yes, I was absolved, uh, but I still believe the lie that uh, really I, I couldn't be forgiven. Mm. So I decided to go ahead and give it a try, and uh, I'm just so so blessed that I did in the. Almost a year now since I've been on my retreat, uh, I've changed. Um, the The compulsion that I had to drink is gone. Um, I still get angry sometimes. Uh, you know, it's a process. It, yeah, it's, it's a process. process. <laughs> it's a process. But you know, it's 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 intensity. It's uncontrollableness is just drastically changed. Uh, you know, being able to uh, to pray uh, and and acknowledge my my lost children, right, that are, you know, now in, in heaven with the Lord, uh, you know, that has just opened my heart uh, in a way that helps me be a much better father, a much better husband, uh, a much better servant of our Lord. And I'm just so thankful that Reg came and uh, the Lord gave me the ears to hear mm-hmm. and, and I went because uh, it's been transformative, truly. Mm-hmm. Just a reminder that we're talking here on the Good News Show about the upcoming Project Joseph Healing Retreat that's going to be happening on August 26th and 27th. And you can sign up for it by going to prolifedallas.org and or projectjosephdallas.org. Both of them will get you there if you click through a little bit. Um, you can sign up for that retreat. And this is for men who are seeking some healing after an abortion. And so. Uh- <clears throat> Excuse me. And men can also call 469-720-2273. And that's uh, 469-720-CARE. Absolutely. Um, and that that's a great way to do it, too, if you are just looking for some maybe some... I guess you just want to talk to somebody immediately and get that, get signed up. And maybe you're not ready to commit to the signing up for the retreat, but I'm sure there's someone there to talk to you. That rings in my pocket. Perfect. So, So, and you're the, and Reg is the person to talk to. (laughs) Um, So uh, Reg, you mentioned this was the, you said, what number retreat are we on now? 10. This will be our 10th. 10th. That's, yeah. so that's uh, very exciting. Um, and is it, you, you talked about it when it started, uh, I guess about nine, 10 years ago. Uh, is this something that the Catholic pro-life community put together entirely on its own? Is this something that's happening in other areas or is it called by different names or is it pretty universal or just in Dallas? This is something that we developed here in the Diocese of Dallas. Wow. Um, we've been doing uh, Rachel's Vineyard for well, I guess it's over 25 years now, excuse me, but um, we realized that it didn't quite address everything that a man has as far as issues go. I mean, it's perfect Mm -hmm. for women. It's designed for women, and and men are allowed into it. And when I went on uh, Rachel's Vineyard with my my beloved wife, Susan, um, I was worried that the women there would, would reject me because, you know, Hey, I'm a man, and a man got me in this problem. Right. But uh, they were actually very happy to find out 
that men cared about this, that, mm-hmm. the, that the universal male reaction was not, oh, thank goodness that's over with, I ducked, ducked a bullet there. And which, you know, it's not that way at all. It, they don't know these things because men don't talk about right. it. Right, right. You know, so it's a, it's a, it's a circular sure. problem. And so we decided it was time to do something for men. And men alone. It's by men. It's for men. And uh, the men who do it have all been through the process. So uh, every man on the team has lost a child to abortion. Some because they uh, they insisted on it. And some because they fought it and lost. And some didn't even find out about it until it was after over and done with. But still the pain is real and the loss is real. Mm-hmm. No matter what your situation going into it was. And we seek to address that, and it's starting to spread. I would love for every diocese in America to have a Project Joseph program. Uh, up in Indiana, the, wow. the diocese of, uh, of um, Indianapolis and of uh, Lafayette in Indiana share a Project Joseph retreat that has started just two years ago. I flew up there, and I helped them get it started. And um, they're going strong. And um, we've got uh, people, <clears throat> we've had people come to this from Florida, from Louisiana, from Oklahoma, from all across Texas. Um, we've had somebody from Michigan, and of course somebody from Indiana. And we've even have people coming in, coming in from Manitoba and Canada. So we're we've got a reach because there's a need, and I'd love to get it out. So if anyone out there is is listening in another diocese, give us a call. Mm. We'd love to come and uh, help you, help your men who need it. Absolutely. Again, go to projectjosephdallas.org to sign up for the upcoming uh, Project Joseph retreat uh, on August 26th and 27th, or also call the line 469-720-2273, 469-720-CARE. Um, to get more information, you can also email healing at projectjosephdallas.org. We just have a few minutes remaining with both of you. I have Reg Platt and Clint Cook uh, joining me. Uh, and Clint, I'm assuming you're going to be helping on this upcoming retreat as well because once you've gone through it you were telling me before we went on the air that you just want to be involved well i i actually i would love to um i i haven't been invited to, to do oh. that yet <laughs> well he's helping yeah. it by promoting it yeah well Correct. he's involved <clears throat> yes we uh we actually have a full team we had so many people this year i've actually had to tell people they can't be on team that's a good problem to have <clears throat> but I guarantee I'll say some rosaries for it. Mm. I appreciate that, and we'll see about getting you on next year's. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, formal invitation now here on the radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're witnesses. Th- they're witnesses. I would just broadcast across the air. But, um, Clint, I appreciate you coming and helping promote it um, because both you and Reg obviously have experienced uh, the healing after abortion, and so that's the best testimony you can get. Um, but I, I know, you know, we have we never know who's listening to Catholic Radio. You never know who is listening. You don't know where people are or what they've experienced. Um, but I was wondering, Clint, if you could maybe give just um i guess an invitation to any of the uh, men listening right now or or maybe maybe there's some women listening who know a man who might need this healing um just an, an invitation because i know i'm sure it's there's some fear of going into something like this not knowing what's going to happen not wanting to open up those wounds just maybe from your experience what you would say to them 
Absolutely. Well, the first thing I'll say is uh, it's confidential. So, um, you know, your, your privacy is protected. You know, as a man, um, it's so important to me to be able to be a good father and a good husband, uh, to be able to be a good man. And, um, you know, I think that's what's in all of our hearts, right? We, we want to serve, we want to protect. And, um, you know, to have this, this thing uh, that was in my past, uh, you know, my failure to, to serve and protect my, my uh, what was really my, my first family, um, to be able to have the Lord come in and touch that, uh, to touch my heart and to heal me. Um, it's, it stands out as just something that's miraculous and beautiful. It's the continuation of God's promise that he'll work all things for good for those that love the Lord. And if you're out there right now and, and you think, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, uh, this is the thing that's, that's hurting me and, and keeping me back, I would encourage you to give Reg a call. Go to the website and, and take a look, uh, because it's been so powerful and so transformative to everyone that, that I know that has been through it. And for me personally, um, I just, please, fellas, give it a try. It, it will change your life if you let it. Mm. The Lord's waiting. And uh, he's ready. Take that step. Awesome. Thank you so much, Clint. And uh, Reg, I'll let you close it out. Is there anything that you would like to mention as well? Well, I would like to let the people out there know that you can also reach us at healing at projectjosephdallas.org. I answer those, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're, you're... if you have this problem, you know it. Not every man does, and God bless those who don't. But God bless the ones who do, too, because God loves you just as much as he loves anyone in this world. And he wants you to receive his, his mercy, his love, and his comfort. And um, I'm just, I wish there had been something like this for me uh, when I uh, just had just had my abortion. But there was nothing, and I've had people tell me when I talk about Project Joseph that they've n- never heard of any such a thing. And so we, we, we're getting inquiries about it, but uh, men, give me a call. Uh, we can help. We've been there. You're not alone. Absolutely. And this is for uh, men of you who experienced abortion in the last year or Many years ago, right? For any, open to anyone. Doesn't matter. Mine was uh, mine was almost fifty years ago now. Mm-hmm. Going going on close to it. So definitely get the healing that uh, the Lord wants you to have. Go to projectosephdallas.org, or you can also call 469-720-2273 or healing at projectjosephdallas.org. Again, the next upcoming Project Joseph Retreat is August 26th through 27th. Um, please, again, visit the website projectjosephdallas.org to learn a little bit more information. Reg and Clint, thank you so much for joining me today on The Good News Show. Thank you, And Sizzle. we'll be praying for you um, during that time, Reg, that it goes for all who are helping with it and all who are attending it. Um, Clint and I will be praying for you all, and, yeah. um, and I hope it is uh, a blessing for all who attend. Thank you. All right. We will be back in the second half of the Good News Show after this short break. Um, We'll be joined by Dr. Jody Hunt from the University of Dallas. We'll be back right after this.
St. Mark the Evangelist Catholic Church in Plano has teamed up with the Catholic Charities Dallas Mobile Food Bank to offer food for those in need every first Saturday for the month. Items being distributed include perishable food items from the North Texas Food Bank, such as fruit, vegetables, and other food items. The next visit is on Saturday, August 5th from 9 to 11 a.m. at the Smith Pastoral Center parking lot at the parish. Food recipients will remain in their cars and their food will be placed in their trunks. Are you looking for a faith-filled community and dual language academy for your child to grow spiritually and academically? If so, discover Santa Clara of Assisi Catholic Academy for Pre-K 3 and 4 through 8th grade students located at 4550 West Davis Street in Oak Cliff. Contact Principal Laura Watson at 214-333-9423 or email lwatson at santaclaraacademy.org to schedule a tour and enroll your child for the 2023-2024 to school year. Visit santaclaraacademy.org for more information. Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844-656-1492. Hi, this is Dave Palmer. Do you love all that you're learning about the Catholic Church here on the GRN? And are you ready to dive into the deep? If so, join us each Friday afternoon beginning at 1 p.m. Central for Back to the Father on the GRN's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages as we discuss key teachings of St. Thomas Aquinas' Summa Theologia and their application to our everyday journey through this life and our goal of returning Back to the Father. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Central, email backtothefather at grnonline.com for more information. At Sacred Heart High School in Munster, we have a tradition of athletic success. We have over 73 combined state championships in multiple sports, and many Sacred Heart athletes have gone on to compete collegiately. Sacred Heart is small but mighty. Send your students to Sacred Heart for more playing time and less time on the sidelines. Go to shmunster.com for more info and to learn about our bus transport from Denton. Sacred Heart, a Catholic classical K-12 school and sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Come be a part of our family. Hello, this is Steve Gleason, your Wednesday host of A Life Lived Joyfully, presented by the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, as we begin with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, followed by A Life Lived Joyfully. We're going to explore the call to holiness and the life of virtue. And be sure to call in with your questions during our open line segment. That number is 877-757-9424. That is 877-757-9424. And welcome back to the Good News Show. This is Cecil Anderson standing in for Dave Palmer, who is enjoying hopefully the beach down in Galveston, Texas right now. So he's uh, getting out of the heat a little bit and into the water. Uh, Much deserved rest for him after some busy weeks preparing for our Summer Speaker Series last week. Um, But I'm excited to be able to host... uh, the good news show, especially since we have our UD segment that the University of Dallas has a segment each month here on this show to talk about all the things happening at the school, which is, by the way, we now have a great view of from our offices. I don't know if our, our guest was able to see the tower of UD from the window, it was, so it yes. was not far at all. Um, so I'm so excited to introduce to you Dr. Jody Hunt, and I believe this is your first time on the radio, unless you have been on before, and I missed it. Uh, yes, this it, is the first time awesome. here. Um, Although a fun fact of myself is um, when I was at Texas A&M University, 
I actually had a punk rock show Did in our you? underground radio station. <laughs> That's amazing. So this is very fun for me to be back on the radio um, and, and back in the studio. That's so exciting. One yeah. of my friends, I think in the last few years, they've not been an actual terrestrial radio. They've just been a live stream radio because one of my friends who went to A&M also had one. Hers was the last train to C-Stat is what she called oh, it. Fun. <laughs> it was kind of more of a, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a fun show. I enjoyed listening to it. So I'm glad we were able to help fulfill your, you know, <laughs> your little radio itch here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, um, Dr. Jody Hunt just uh, was able was named the new executive director of the Newhoff Institute for Ministry and Evangelization. And we'll talk a little bit more about what that is for anyone who's not familiar. But first and foremost, you've been at the University of Dallas for about five years now. So, can you tell us first off a little bit about your background and how you ended up at UD? Sure. Um, it's a roller coaster, as the Holy Spirit often does. Of course, does with always. Us. So, um, I, as I said, I was at Texas A&M University. I got my degree in anthropology. Uh, my husband was military, so we ended up in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and from anthropology, I, I sort of got, um, I don't know, an, an eye on theology at the Oblate School of Theology. Um, and I started taking classes, and then found myself teaching at Antonian College Prep. Wanted to go deeper, found myself moving across the country to New York City and studying with the Jesuits at Fordham University in the Bronx. Um, Was there for seven years and worked for the school and did other things that opened up the door to meet people at UD as we network um, through the ministry schools. Um, And I met the former dean of the ministry school, uh, Ted Wapum. And so from there, I started adjuncting. Um, So been affiliated, used with UD for about seven years, um, and he brought me on as an affiliate professor of ministry, uh, which brought me into the graduate programs, overseeing the undergraduate programs, the graduate programs, um, and ministry for the last five years here on campus, um, and doing assisting other directors. Um, the last two years, found us, we found ourselves in the theology department, um, and now I've been um, tapped and called upon to lead the Newhoff Institute, which I'm now going back into overseeing adult education and continuing education. So been in Catholic education for a really long time, started in the high school and kind of just moved my way through academia. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, you clearly are very passionate about, uh, you know, educating uh, both youth and adults now. Yes. Um, so what what do you think really started that bug for you? Um, you know, I've, you know, it, it really started in childhood. And I think a lot of educators will say, um, and I, and I can't, and there's certain teachers, obviously. My mother was a teacher, my father a police officer. So I came from a family of service. Sure. Um, and, um, active in our parish. Uh, and just, and seeing that service in our home. Um, I was a big 4-H'er, so we did a lot of leadership stuff. And I think that's where the leadership side of me came in and having to run meetings and do different types of stuff. Um, but being in a Catholic homeless service really provided that foundation. Um, and then I, I always felt the sense from a very early childhood, I felt the sense that I was being called to do something in the Catholic church. Um, and of course, it's your discerning. And, and, and I remember in a I used to say that I wanted to be a nun or I wanted to do something. And sure. Um, and then, of course, you know, your teenage years, you go and you rebel and you do different things and you go off to the deep ends and of the earth and you explore who you are, identity. But that that voice, inner voice, that movement um, never left me that called into the church in some type of way. Um, and, and I think my experience, um, even in, in college, I, I disaffiliated for a couple of years. And I think by going away from the church for a couple of years and coming back, um, I'm able to bring a perspective to young people um, and even adult Catholics that mm-hmm. it's okay. You, you're going to be called back home and the voice never leaves. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit never leaves you. Um, and that really has ignited my passion to want to help others and to form others from ministerial work um, as we navigate um, living in the world. 
Um, but also not, as we say, not being of this world. Right. So yeah, that's never left me. It started in early childhood. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful to see. Yep. And yes, like you said, a lot of people, you're, you're going to wander a little bit, but it, it's always going to draw, you're always going to be drawn back Absolutely. to this church. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, this new position. Um, so the leadership for the Newhoff Institute. And for anyone who is unfamiliar, can you talk a little bit about what that institute is? Sure. Um, first, we're, I, I hate to say that, but we're like a very nice little Catholic secret in the DFW area. Not I many like people it. <laughs> know about us. Um, you know, uh, we probably don't have the, the big name as some of the other institutes across the country, uh, but we want to change that. That's the first thing. Um, but we do formation opportunities for everyone. Um, so you don't have to be a professional lay minister or a deacon or a priest or even a religious um, to tap us on the shoulder and say, I want to learn about my faith. Um, we offer um, our, our probably our most well-known program is the Catholic biblical school um, in which we offer it's a four-year program and we offer an opportunity for those who wish to dive in through all books of the bible um, there they have they're guided through faculty um, and they have homework assignments where they read and they discuss and they really break it down um, and we have that particular thing then you graduate out with a certificate a continuing education certificate um, in the bible um, and it's life-changing um, as our alums will share uh, we also offer a ministerial formation so we don't just work with the diocese of dallas but we have worked with the archdiocese of Las Vegas, um, uh, the Diocese of Albany, um, and also down into Atlanta, um, in which we are in Spanish and English programs. We go and we um, train catechists and lay ecclesial ministers and, um, and just regular everyday Catholics who just want to learn about their faith and learn how to serve the church um, no matter where they are in their life. Um, we also oversee the deacon formation program for the Diocese of Dallas, um, and we hope to expand that into other um, dioceses and archdioceses as we are working with them. Um, we do the intellectual formation, so they get to come to the University of Dallas on campus. Um, starting the, we're starting our next class this fall, and they come in, and we have professors um, across the University of Dallas who come in and teach. Um, I, I say young men, um, even though they're, but many of them are more seasoned than I am in life and far <laughs> wiser than me. Um, uh, but these men come in, um, and we get to, and their wives, their wives accompany many yes, of them, so. and we get to teach them and form them and prepare them for what they will encounter as ministers, as also um, working intellectually with them to think about the theology. That's so cool. And yeah. I know you're saying it's a it's a little known secret, right? Yes. I, but I feel like I, well, I work in Catholic radio, so I run right. into a lot of people who are very interested in their faith. But I hear a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I was taking the biblical classes at, you know, UD because I wanted to learn more. And right. I think I, I think actually our award recipient, one of our award recipients from our event the other night, um, she went through it because she was, she went through the um, uh, pastoral ministry certificate, I think, because she was doing, leading the youth group. And she's like, I don't feel like I know enough and right. I want to know more. Yeah. And I think that's such a cool thing because I think many people, a lot of people who listen to Catholic radio who are trying to learn more about their faith um, understand that we know very little of our faith usually, as much more than we we don't know as much as we want to know. It's a very right. vast, deep faith, so of course no one's ever going to know it all, but right. <laughs> but there is that desire to learn more, and I think it's so cool that we that the University of Dallas has something like this for people who are past college age who want to go back and know more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm the same way. I mean, I, sometimes I think we presume that those of us with PhDs in theology <laughs> Um, that we you know, know everything, everything and right? I don't, and, and I'm constantly learning new things um, and seeking out, which drives my husband a little crazy. He's like, why are you looking at another <laughs> certificate program? Aren't you done? Um, but it, it really is about that. It's like there is so much um, 
and it's complexities too. You know, when we counter, um, when you go, I'm a big Catholic Twitter person. Um, gotcha. You're yeah, on that side so, of Twitter. Yeah, I'd it. like to see what the daily <laughs> flavor is of like, what's the debate? Um, and, you know, we have the liturgy and, and the exploration of in the Latin mass, a renewed interest in the Latin mass. I, I've growing up in the Novus Ordo, I, I don't, I know that mass really well, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm not really sure I, I could talk my way through the Latin mass, right? Mm. Um, and the same way I could the other mass and the Roman rite. Um, so going back and taking continuing education classes helps you to be able to see what sides and parts of the Catholicism you haven't dived deep down into yet. And that's what our program can offer. Um, and same thing with biblical scripture. I mean, there's so many nooks and crannies of the Bible. Um, and you could read the same gospel over and over, but depending on where where you are in your life, you may see it entirely different oh, ways, yes. different lens, and who's sitting next to you in the room in conversation makes a really big um, impact upon that too. And we and so we offer the opportunity for adult Catholics um, to come in and th- to think about their faith and return to it over and over again because uh, it is a lifelong process. It's a it's a long journey. We say it's a marathon. <laughs> um, it's not a race to the finish, um, but it is that that discernment and and um, other different type of and it's very spiritual in many ways and returning back to that intellectual formation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, just a reminder that I'm talking to Dr. Jody uh, Hunt, who is the new executive director of the Newhoff Institute for Ministry and Evangelization uh, at the University of Dallas. And so she just got into this role. I, I don't know when your first official day was, but July it was pretty, 10th. Uh, July 10th. Very so very new. recently, yes, very, very brand new. <laughs> and they immediately throw you through on the radio. Don't you know yes, it's part of I the know, initiation? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and I just, I just love hearing about all the different programs that you have. And yeah, I can imagine the Catholic Biblical School being one one of the most popular ones. I, you know, Catholics, we have the bad reputation right. of not studying our Bible. I'm a convert, so we kind of joke around here right. at the studio. I'm the one who always is like, oh, we're in this Bible verse that I remember from. But but it's so beautiful. I love they did different going through like the Adventure Bible, you know, timeline, right. you know, sort of and how it pieces it all together. But it, the Bible ties our entire faith together. And Absolutely. it's so uh, beautiful to be able to learn in depth the faith story absolutely laid out like that um so i guess what is as executive director i want to know what is your role you've talked about expansion letting people know more about it but what is your role going to be sure um so there's a lot i mean it's almost like overwhelming because my brain is (laughs) running about what projects i'm like oh i could do this i could do that um what are one of the priorities um that i have is uh we want to engage youth so one of the things that we're sort of thinking about is how we can bring like a youth program to on campus and do awesome. theological formation for youth who may not have that touch yet, um, especially youth who probably are um, going to public school, um, perhaps don't have um, an, a, a, a come from an economic background that doesn't offer them the opportunity of Catholic education. Like how do we engage them in really deep intellectual formation? Um, so that's one thing that we're kind of thinking through. Um, the next one is Eucharistic revival. I mean, that's happening. It's mm-hmm. a big thing happening in 2024. We're finally having the gathering. Um, so how can UD be a, um, a force, if you will, in the DFW area and getting people connected to the revival and providing formation opportunities and conversations centered around um, the Holy Eucharist as we hope and uh, that we return turn our eyes back to it and the meaning of it and the importance of it in our faith. Um, other things, uh, you know, expanding programs, obviously. Um, one thing question we have is English speakers. Um, since the COVID, uh, our Spanish-speaking community seems to really have come back in a big way after COVID-19. Sure. Our classes are filling up. 
Our English speaking has not, and we see this in our parishes too. They haven't returned back to the faith um, in the same way after we got. And I and I think a large number of it is just bad habits. Mm. We got into the habit of not going to mass, and yep. we just and the world didn't end. So we're just like, okay, that and maybe those gilling of guilt or just being uh, compliant. You know, in yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Just becoming. Uh, I'll put the other things first. And so, how can we? Um, you know, renew people and reconnect them to those those spiritual habits that perhaps they lost over time through the pandemic for whatever reason, um, and helping and supporting parishes and that. Uh, and a lot of my work in this first year is just to get out um, and and reach out to some of my connections I made along the way. Like we're here, we're here to support you um, and brainstorming and accompany you and your minister of formation. It's changed a great deal. The USCCB um, is creating new institute on evangelization and catechesis, and we're hearing you know chatter from that. And so, how can we be a vessel to sort of um, implement some of the stuff that bishops? Um, and the last thing, I, I have my eyes. I've been involved conversations is a, is a local synod here in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, keeping a pulse of what's going on in the local synod, listening to the bishop, um, and, and hopefully um, when we do finally get the bishop's final document on what he decides to do as he's been consulted by the by us, by the people, um, finding ways to help him, um, you know, implement it. You know, how can I support the bishop and um, providing formation or providing support to what he desires um, to do with our diocese moving forward um, as he accompanies the people and we think about our faith. So there's a lot of happening. Um, there's a lot of happening. <laughs> That's a lot you've done in two weeks there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is a long time coming. And I think being at UD for the last five years and already being a colleague um, with the Newhoff, we've had these conversations for a long time sure um, and I know my faculty and staff they're really excited to get to work um, and to get uh, to get moving forward they've waited a while to get an executive director um, and so I think we're all ready to move things forward and, and start getting back out to the people that's awesome again I'm talking to Dr. Jody Hunt who is the new executive director of the Newhoff Institute for Ministry and Evangelization at the University of Dallas uh, and if you go to you dallas.edu you can go to ministries and at academics and you can get to the page all about it so you can find out about some of these courses um, that they already are offering and there's lots of exciting things in the future um, for like the programs is this something that's like year round is it semester to yep. semester how does is it just yeah, anytime it, it is it's year round so we um we typically don't do things in summer um summer we may run special institutes or workshops or different faith days um, but we start in august um about mid-august um and then we run programs our pastoral ministry programs um run about five weeks um and so we run a five-week course um and then we'll cycle through and so we're just like on the secular pretty much like if you think about semester terms um, we kind of move through that um, and then uh, we we plug in different opportunities so if we have a parish that reaches to us and wants to have um, us come and accompany them in a specific workshop style or get them trained in a certain way um, we certainly will go off cycle and provide the support needed to do different things so uh, but it pretty much runs in an academic life we are considered an academic unit sure. so we, we tend to run through that but summer's our planning stage uh, but we love getting out in the summer too it offers a lot of opportunity to get out and, and see other people and, and attend conferences and things like that awesome so for anyone who's listening right now who's kind of like oh it's kind of tickling my ear <laughs> that yeah, this might be sure. something i want to uh, look into are is it still possible for them to you know get into one of the upcoming sessions in the in august or and yes. what would they have to do for yes, that yes absolutely um it's really easy if you're really interested and you're thinking that the biblical school or being a part of our pastoral ministry program um, or if you just want to take a class you just uh you could go onto our website 
um, at udallas.edu backslash ministry, and it will take you to the Newhoff page, um, and there you can explore um, what we offer. Uh, but don't let the certificates scare you away. You're always welcome to take a course um, here and there. Um, as far as like being admitted, and I use air quotes for that, um, is very simple process. It really is just about signing up. Um, and then from there, you have opportunities to take courses um, all throughout the fall, um, as many as little as you would like. Um, or you can shoot us an email if you have any questions, and that's really easy too. It's ministry at udallas.edu is the email address. Uh, and so you can contact us, let us know who you are, whether you're a person who just wants to go deeper in your faith, um, someone who works in a parish who would like to um, bring us in to help, you know, do some ministerial work with your formation. Um, we can definitely set something up. Or if you want to be connected to something or have questions about other opportunities that you're seeing around the DFW area, we absolutely have connections across the country um, that can help support you in some way. That's awesome. And I think many people who are listening are either they just want to learn more from themselves or they're actively involved in ministries at their parishes and they just want to become, you know, more knowledgeable right. to be able to help those things, you know. Um, so awesome opportunities for anyone listening. Again, go to udallas.edu uh, forward slash ministry. Mm-hmm to be able to find the page with all of the information. Uh, and I was just looking over and I'm kind of like, oh, do I have time for this right now? <laughs> I would love to be able to go. <laughs> I always love learning new things too. Um, and as you have you know, been in education for a long time, I'm just curious, is there any part of theology or just anything about the church that you personally really like geek out about to teach about? Uh, oh, yeah. or is there something you love teaching about? I just yes. want to know. <laughs> yeah, we all have our research interests. Yes. So my research interests lie in youth, youth and young adult ministry that has never left me. I did my dissertation on cyberbullying um, wow. and back in, and, and how to respond to it in a catechetical space. Um, and cyberbullying kind of has waned a lot as people have just gotten grown used to just being taunted on the internet. Yeah, and it's just really like, weird. oh, it's just trolls and we and just move yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, oh, well. Um, but at one time it was a big dis- debate sure. in, our, in, in our church and our spaces. Um, but my other side, the one I really geek out and the one I just absolutely love is digital theology and how the digital world um, has impacted the perception of faith and how we express the faith. Um, I'm part of a couple of circles, international groups of digital theologians, um, and coming together and really listening to international speakers speak on AI technology, for example, Ooh, yeah, um, and how it's manipulating our spiritual practices um, and our encounter with that. Um, and But at the same time, um, I recently received an email from someone who is working on AI, and it's sort of like a chat GPT, um, but it's using church documents. So instead of oh, doing the World Wide Web, see, I'm geeking out now, so <laughs> instead of using in the World Wide Web to say what's in church documents or, you know, whatever you want to say, um, they only pull from the church documents themselves. Um, and then you could pose a question or you could say, write, a, write an essay on. Um, of course, as an academic, we are, you know, a little flabbergasted, like how much is our students going to use this and how can we think of the ethics questions of writing right. and things like that. But at the same time, there's a lot of interesting um, moral questions and spiritual questions and how we interact with the computers and how it manipulates us and how we are able to take over that. And and so digital theology is a whole new, I think, uh, as we're looking forward, it's going to become a bigger topic. Um, so, and I think, uh, you know, and, and a lot of it still connects to my youth and young adult. It's like the impact of the internet sure. age and now the rejection of the internet age that we're seeing with, you know, with young people <laughs> yes. who are saying, I'm done with it. I'm tired oh, of being Oh, I was looking to. up uh, flip phones the other day. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I, was just, I don't want a smartphone yes, I was just having this conversation with a colleague of mine this morning and she, she mentioned that. She's like, you know, the teenagers are doing flip phones now. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we, the teenagers are really opting out. Young people are opting out. They said, we're done. We're done mm-hmm. with this. We don't, we want to be in, in person again. 
um, and, and how digital technology has shaped and transformed the rejection of it in our spiritual faith. Um, and I think you could speak to that, like why why is the Latin Mass so um, attracted to young people mm. and and like or the quote unquote bells and smells as we say. Um, and a lot of it is because it, it, there's something really they're searching for truth and they want to see the truth and beauty and goodness and how it's expressed in our faith um, outside the digital world has become a very uh, big focal point for young people. So those are my research interests. That's I, so I like cool. Writing <laughs> on it, like talking about it, I can geek out all day. That's about awesome. We have to have you come back just to talk about that sometime. Because yeah, uh, I like the uh, yeah. I've never heard the term di- digital theology, digital but theology, honestly, yeah. I, I think that sums up a lot of things yeah. that are going on in the world right now. But absolutely, oh, that's super cool. Um, well, we just have a couple minutes remaining is there anything else you wanted to talk about with your new position at ud uh, or give a plug for for um the newhoff institute for ministry and evangelization sure my plug would be just to check us out um and see what programs we can offer um and not to be shy don't uh, one thing that i think happens with the the adult learner is they think that um i'm not smart enough i'm not capable enough to go deeper into theology um that's for somebody else um, and I would like to remind, I like to remind my students, I'm like, you know, um, technically our early church fathers did not have professional PhDs in the modern <laughs> no, sense. No, they did not. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of church doctors in our church that just are good spiritual people that just dived into the documents. Um, and to be a saint is to intellectually form yourself um, and to think through some of life's big questions. Um, as I, I hope you join us um, as we explore that. Um, and it's not just the intellectual formation, but um, one of the big questions that we address is the question of so what? Mm-hmm. So you have all this intellectual formation. What am I going to do with it? Um, and at the Newhoff Institute, we're very much at, all, all the faculty work uh, in parishes with dioceses. They're still in the, very much in the trenches. And we like to explore that question of so what? Um, and we hope you can join us in exploring that question and thinking about how do we um, take our faith out to the masses and out to the culture in order to really shape and transform the world. That's awesome. Well, Dr. Jody Hunt, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. I will be praying for you as you uh, start this new exciting role and thank hope you. to hear from many more good things coming from the Institute in the coming years. Um, I just want to uh, thank everyone for tuning into this edition of the Good News Show. We'll be back again next Monday. Dave should be back then. I'm back from the beach with a new tan and <laughs> ready to hit the ground running for uh, all the new exciting things happening here at KATH 910 AM. Uh, we'll be back with you next week. Uh, until then, I hope you have a blessed rest of your week. God bless you and uh, make sure to follow us on our Facebook group GRNDFW to find out about other upcoming uh, updates as well as some pictures from the Summer Speaker Series. If you were there, you can find pictures of yourself. All right. Thank you so much and God bless. Thanks for joining us for the Good News Show here on KATH 910 AM on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please join us next week at the same time for the next Good News Show. As we begin this year's prayerful journey, let us give thanks for the freedoms we are so blessed with today. Our church, country, and families are facing many challenges. Strong faith and prayers are desperately needed to overcome and to nourish the hope for peace in our hearts homes, and country. Please join us in praying for the intercession of Immaculate Mary, patroness of the United States, through a patriotic prayer hour. A patriotic rosary will be held at St. Patrick Cathedral with prayer for our nation and our church on Monday, July 31st at 7 p.m. 
Your Odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. I got pregnant in college. I was taught good girls don't have a baby without being married. I knew it would destroy my family, so I had an abortion. We at Healing After Abortion understand the pain suffered by those who chose abortion in their past. If abortion has left you alone and full of regret, join us on August 4th to 6th on a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. Do you want a faith-filled Catholic community where your child will thrive? Discover Immaculate Conception Catholic School in Denton, where your child will receive the very best spiritual foundation, along with excellence in education. ICCS serves 250 students ages 3 through 8th grade. Whether it's living the rosary, the celebration of the Mass, or the formation of saints, scholars, musicians, and athletes, Our Lady School is the place to be. For more information, call 940-381-1155 to arrange a tour or visit catholicschooldenton.org. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. .org.